Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into All You Are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Be All You Are, a Midlife Awakening podcast. I am recording this at almost 10 p.m., My daughter is asleep in the next room and you know what? Sometimes you just do what you have to do. And so uh, my tone might be a little more muted than normal, but that's because I'm trying not to wake her up as I record this, but I did not want to skip getting an episode to you this week. So here I am. Before we get started on this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you about Be All You Are, my group program for women that begins again on Thursday, May 25th. I'll be welcoming in a new group of women. This will be my fifth cohort of women. And this program is all about reconnecting to our inner voice. So most of the women who join the program have are in midlife, you know, 40, I would say 35 and up. So approaching midlife or in midlife, and they have achieved some levels of success that they're proud of. They've checked a lot of boxes. They have achieved a lot. They're leaders, but they have come to this point in their lives where they feel a sense of dissatisfaction, of lack of fulfillment, a a lack of alignment, feeling like they're going and doing their thing every day, but wearing a mask to do it and feeling like there's something more for them. And we come together and we acknowledge that feeling. And then we set a new course. We look ahead to where we'd like to be, how we want to feel, For some of us, for many of the women, they don't actually know exactly what it is they want. They just know that they want something else or more than what they're currently doing. And so we take time for ourselves that our most precious resource, we take time about an hour a week on Zoom for 12 weeks with some bonuses thrown in there and some homework every week. And every week I guide you through a topic a new perspective. And along with it comes some thoughtful exercises and journaling prompts that we do some of live on the call and some is for you to reflect on until the following week. And we also create this amazing synergy between the women in the group. So if you are interested in learning more about Be All You Are, my 12-week group program, send me a DM on Instagram, It's Kena underscore all you are, K-E-N-A, or you can send me an email through my website, allyouare.ca. But if you are even the least bit curious, 
I hope that you will book a call to chat. There's absolutely no pressure, but even from the 30 minute discovery call, as we call them, you will walk away, I hope, feeling a little bit clearer. So I wanted to make sure that I spoke to that. And that kind of leads perfectly into what I wanted to speak with you guys about today. And that was this idea that I have started to see after many, many conversations with women, some who've joined the program, some who haven't, that we have a hard time giving ourselves permission to want something other than what we currently have. It's as if we feel like we feel the sense of guilt for wanting something more. It's like, well, I should be happy with what I have. I'm, you know, I'm should be grateful. I feel so I have so much, you know, my family and my home and my career and why am I not happy with that? And there's a sense of like needing somebody else's permission to want more. And so what I want to do today is if you aren't able to give yourself that permission, I want to give you that permission. Permission has now been granted for you to explore all those dreams, explore all your curiosities, explore what expansion might look like for you. I want to give you permission to do that. And I want to share a little bit of my story of how I began to do that, how I went from feeling sort of content with everything I had to really sensing that there was something more for me. And I know that my journey hasn't been sort of the typical one. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast or if you've read any of my newsletters from my weekly Sunday note, you know that most of my 30s was spent looking after my husband who was not well. He was emotionally, mentally, physically unwell. And I spent most of my 30s looking after him. So I realized that my experience of checking the boxes isn't the same as for many, many. But that's why I'm speaking really to anyone, whether your experience has been typical or not, this episode is really for you. And, you know, I think for me, I have over 20 years of experience in retail. I have a full career in retail. I've worked on the corporate side. I've worked, I've started my own businesses. I've worked for big brands like Banana Republic, Old Navy, Joe Fresh, Indigo. And it would be very easy for me to have just kept going. My most recent role was as a VP of brand and merchandising for Houseplant, Seth Rogen's cannabis company. And It was while I was there and during the pandemic that I started to feel really called to pursue another path. And, you know, I've spoken a lot about my personal journey and how there's my professional journey, which shows up on my LinkedIn profile. And then there's my personal journey that does not show up on my LinkedIn profile, but it very much makes me who I am. It has made me who I am. And if we were going to break it into kind of doing and being, my work is has been my doing, but my personal journey has resulted in a level of being and a depth of being. And over the years, that side of me has 
felt called forward to do more. And I have done things here and there. You know, I've written a lot. I've written a lot of articles and blog posts and newsletters. I've held workshops. I've also just been referred, people have referred others to me, knowing that um, because of what I've been through, that I would have a certain level of compassion for somebody who's going through something difficult. So there has always been an element of me dabbling in things there, but my full-time work was what I've done for my whole career. And over the pandemic, I started really feeling called towards a higher purpose. And the idea of that terrified me. I mean, what does that look like? And how am I going to make it work? And I don't even know what to do. What is, you know, what would the next steps be? All of those things for sure kept me back somewhat. But I do think that when you allow yourself to explore that calling and you give yourself permission to explore that calling, that is the window opening a little crack for what might come next. So for me, while I was working full time, I started taking courses. You know, I I started writing a book. I started taking a course on how to create a course. And while it felt at the time like I was kind of all over the place, somehow the puzzle pieces were being put together. I was co I was co-conspiring with the universe again. In hindsight, I see this to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. And I was taking a course, and as part of that course, it was actually Kathy Heller's. It was called Made to Do This. Kathy Heller's an amazing podcast. I love her. Shout out to Kathy Heller. <laughs> but she also has now her podcast is called The Kathy Heller Show. But and anyway, as part of this her course, she challenged us all to in within one hour, write up a workshop that you could offer literally the next day. And I sat down with my notebook and pen and in less than an hour, probably in about 20 minutes, I had sketched out my first workshop and that workshop was called how to rediscover your inner spark. And for me, that came naturally because it's something that I've learned to do over the years, I've learned to tap back into my inner spark. I've learned to nurture my spark, not let it die out, regardless of what I was going through. So the idea of holding a workshop to help somebody else do that felt easy. And that's where it started. I just sketched it out. I did not, you know, spend hours on a Google Doc. I did not spend hours doing research. I just had a high level idea of what I would do in the workshop. And then I offered it. I offered it on Instagram. I said, I'm holding this workshop. It costs this much. I think it was like $35. Does anyone want to sign up? And I think five or six women signed up for that first workshop. And I held it and I asked for feedback and I got great feedback. And from there, I just started putting it out there. And again, none of this happened overnight. I was still working full-time. I was still mothering. I was still, you know, moving through separation. It wasn't like everything was perfect. It wasn't like I had time off to dedicate to this. I was just allowing myself to explore. And the next thing you know, I was 
holding the workshop for a group of women who are on a retreat. Then I asked my alumni, I went to Rotman, U of T, I did my MBA, and I asked them if I could do a workshop for alumni. 235 people signed up for that workshop. So I hosted that workshop online. And then only a few months later, I was hired to deliver Rediscover Your Inner Spark, a virtual workshop to over 2,000 employees at TD Bank. This is maybe six or seven months after I first had the idea to offer that workshop in the first place. So they see how things can unfold so naturally. And of course, with you taking action, but none of it would have happened. None of that would have happened while I had a full-time job as a VP, mind you, if I hadn't given myself permission to explore, if I had not valued my time and valued my desires and felt worthy of exploring what it is that I wanted. And so, yeah, that's what I did. And from there, I offered that workshop a few more times. Then I started working on a group program for women. I wanted to extend the workshop to be more intense. I wanted to create a beautiful container for women to journey on together with me. I wanted to have more in-depth conversations. I wanted to connect at a deeper level, something that we were all lacking, that many of us are still very much lacking. And, you know, one thing led to another, and I've held that group, the longer 12-week program, four times now. And the fifth one is starting again in a few weeks. And I, I just want this to serve as inspiration for those of you that feel like life is too overwhelming. I don't have time. I don't have time to figure things out. Maybe when I have more time, I'll explore some things that interest me. Maybe when I have more time, I'll take that class or I'll join that group. I want you to really allow yourself to put yourself and your desires first. And you know what? Putting your desires first is not the least bit selfish. In fact, I would argue that it's actually generous because when you put those true desires, not the desires that come from a place of ego, of wanting to one-up somebody or show somebody what you can do, but one the, the the desires that come from a place of self-expression, of you knowing there's something inside you that is calling to be expressed. You know, that actually, you think it's about you, but it's about, it's not about you. It's about what's coming through you. It's about spirit. It's about the universe. It's about God, whatever you believe, delivering something to you and asking you to express it. And we just keep like shoving it in the closet and slamming the door. So I want us to like, I want us to really reconsider how we look at our desires and how we look at what's selfish versus not selfish. I want us to realize that our, that pursuing our desires is selfless because it's through the pursuit of those desires that you are using your greatest gifts. 
And when you're using your greatest gifts, you are serving other people at your highest level, not at the level that your degree says or that your LinkedIn profile says, but that your soul says. You're serving from that place. And the impact you can make from that place is so much more powerful than what is on your LinkedIn profile. And when you can show up and live your life from that place, not that it's going to be easy. (laughs) Believe me, it's not. But the other way isn't easy either. Okay, let's just make sure we point that out. But when you when you live from that place, from the place of your higher calling, from the place of your true desires, your sense of being now affects everyone around you. It affects your children. I think about my daughter who's sleeping in the next room, my six-year-old daughter who's so full of light. When she can see that mama cares so much about what she does and feels so aligned with what she does, she can feel that energy and she will mirror that. And so will everyone around you. And you'll affect people in ways that you can't even imagine. So I want us to really start to see our desires in a new way, in a fresh way, in a way that sets us free and and allows us to move past that notion of feeling guilty for wanting. I'm actually sick of hearing that from women. You know, like it's a narrative that has been passed down to us. And I think more so because so many of our mothers, I mean, many of them, my mom included, were working mothers, but they came from a generation of women who really didn't work that much. And, you know, many of our moms may have been stay-at-home moms. So for us, what we've taken on is in order to be a good mother, we need to be like how our moms were, you know, in the same way. And we need to do all the things. But what if instead we came home to ourselves. And what I mean by that is we stripped away all the expectations from, you know, what we think good mothering is. And we went back to our true instincts. And we went back to like, what do our children need to see from us? They learn from what we do, not from what we say, right? So what do our children need to see from us? They need to see us thriving. They need to see us going for big goals and not being afraid to make mistakes. They need to see us doing things messy because that's the only way you make progress in doing something new in your life. You have to do it messy. They want to see you feeling lighthearted and feeling joyful and feeling unattached to things that don't matter, right? And this has sort of been like you setting your, this is about you following your own path to growth and to evolution. I've signed up for this. I've signed up for what the next evolution of Cana, whatever that means, right? It's a name that's given to us, like of Cana, what, whatever that next evolution is, I've signed up for it. And I want you to do the same. I want you to start just by allowing yourself 
to really imagine what your ideal life would be like and without automatically inserting all the reasons why it can't be. That's what I want you to do. I want you to give yourself permission and then I want you to just let yourself explore and please give yourself time. I've been having so many conversations over the last week, especially, and I think it's going to be, this is going to lead to a whole other episode just on women in midlife and time and how we have none of it. And even if we did have it, some of us wouldn't know what to do with it, but we need time. We need time for ourselves. Life goes by so fast. We know it. Our kids grow up fast. Work goes by fast. Everything, it's like the weekend goes by fast and suddenly the years have passed. The only way to be more intentional about what happens next in our lives is to slow down and is to listen and is to connect to our inner voice and to our true desires. So I think I'm going to wrap up now, but what I want to leave you with is this. Give yourself permission to explore what it is that you desire. Explore what it is that your heart and your soul are craving. If you get quiet, it will start to bubble up. It only hasn't because you haven't allowed it the space. There's a lot of noise out there and your inner voice is like a whisper. So in order to hear her, we need to get quiet. So that's the first thing is give yourself permission. The second is please give yourself time. If it's 20 minutes in the morning before the kids wake up or 20 minutes at night to journal before you go to bed or an hour on Sunday that's just for you, give yourself time. And the third thing is to not feel guilty about wanting more for yourself and for wanting to move beyond just making everyone, making sure everyone else is okay. That's really not good enough. This is your life too. And I want you to... I want to make sure that you're more than just okay. You deserve to thrive. And you know what? I've been through so many times in my life when I was like the opposite of thriving. I was in massive survival mode. And again, when I look back, I'm like, I don't know how I did it. I really don't. But now that I'm through it, I am not going back there again. And that's not to say that things won't happen and I will not have to shift gears, but I have the tools now that I will never lose myself. I will never lose myself to whatever is happening outside of me. Regardless, I will protect my inner world. I will give myself time. I will give myself permission. And I will know that my ultimate expression is when I'm thriving. And it is after 10 (laughs) o'clock. And I am going to leave it there. So thank you for this spending this time with me. I honestly feel like you're listening to me right now as I sit here in my robe and record this for you. But I want to encourage you to share with me, share with me what you thought of this episode and whether a even a small part of you thought oh man, I haven't been giving myself permission or I never have time for myself. And on the other hand, if this is something you're really great at, I would also love to hear if you have any tips or tricks or you know, ways to actually allow for all this that I can then share with 
our audience. I think it's like we should be sharing when we have found ways to make things work. So I would love to hear that from you. And just to circle back, my group program, Be All You Are, begins again on May 25th. I would love to connect with you and chat with you more about it. So please do reach out to me. And if you're really loving this podcast, please share this episode with a friend. You know, you can just hit share and send it straight to somebody who you think could hear it. And that's it for tonight. I love you and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.